0: All right, good evening everyone. Good to see you tonight. let's turn our bibles to luke chapter twenty three and we'll read there and then also if you could just pick up matthew twenty seven and john chapter nineteen and if you know your bible a little bit we're going to look at uh, this is just a little bit about jesus's uh, jesus's um crucifixion and uh I wonder if you've ever anyone ever had a really terrible day. Anyone? For those of you who snickered, maybe it was today. Um, but I think all of us here would admit there's some days we've just it's just been a terrible day. And we know how that goes. We never plan to have a terrible day. No one else, no one does really. But sometimes things happen that is a little bit out of our control and it just seems to happen. And there's that saying, when it rains, it pours, right? And um, I remember I was on a bit of a high as a, as a student, just finishing high school, and I remember coming into the week or so after high school finished, and I thought, wow, I'm finally done, I've, I've finished all my exams, and and I had applied before, before my final exams. I applied for a place, and, um, and this won't mean anything to you. This, this was a big deal in, in Sydney. It was Sega World. all right. It was a, the newest theme park there. And my friend, a, f- a good friend of mine from church, was a food and bev manager. So he recommended me to this job where all it was, it was a huge arcade. This arcade was massive. It had three roller coasters in the arcade and it was games and all of that. And, you know, as, a uh, as an 18-year-old, that's every 18-year-old's dream, right, is to work in an arcade. And so I have applied for this job, and who, who wouldn't want to get paid playing games all day or at least watching someone else play games? But um, I, I got a call about a week or, or two after high school, and they said, hey, come in on this date. We'd like you to come, and uh, two of my... My friends from school also got the same call, so we thought, man, how awesome is this? You know, Being an adult isn't that hard. I mean, I got a job, I got an interview straight away, and I'm gonna work with my friends, so we all thought we were all grown up. We got dressed up, put some ties on, and, and jumped on a train to d- go downtown Sydney and where, the, where Sega World was. And we got turned up to the door, you know, got to the place fairly early, and I knocked on the door and there was no answer. I knocked again and, and finally someone came after about 10 minutes, we were there. And, you know, he opened and he said, yes, what do you want? And I said, we're here for our interviews for Seager World. And we were all, you know, pretty, pretty excited that we were going to have an interview all together. And he goes, didn't you hear? I go, what? Did I, they, they said, Seager World went into administration, we're closing today. I'm like, oh, man, you know, we spent, you know, 12 bucks to get into the city, and we thought, what are we going to do? So I thought, well, well, let's just make the day of it, and so we were walking down to uh, town, town Hall and to go eat somewhere, probably find some sort of uh, food to eat, and we were walking there, and I got a phone call on my phone, and, and it, was, uh, it was KPMG, and what I had done was before, before, um, before f- doing my, you know, my exams, my final year 12 exams, I had applied for a cadetship at the fourth largest accounting firm in the world. And they had told me, yes, we're interested in you, and we'd like you to come in. and went through the whole rounds of interviews, and, and they called me, and at the same time, the same day, about an hour or two later, I got this phone call, and they said, oh, Sorry to tell you, but we actually reconsidered your application and looked at your, your final results, and we're sorry to tell you, but we, we've decided not to take you on. And that was my whole you know, plan for that upcoming year. I thought, I'm going to get a cadetship in accounting. I'm going to do an accounting degree. So there it was, and I was fe- feeling it was just the, the worst day. You know, so I thought, and here's what I, I love to do. I used to love going to Manly Beach. All right? That was my, my therapy so my two friends, they decided they were just going to go home. I thought, I'm pretty, pretty feeling pretty sorry for myself, so I'm going to go to, to Manly Beach, and I'm just going to... And there used to be an ice cream place there that you get a dollar ice cream for a scoop. You know, who's heard of that these days, right? But um, So I would go there. It was always the same place. I would always get, get the same flavor ice cream, and I, I would go over there, and so I would... I I went to the place, I I took the ferry there and sort of had a bit of a moment, whinging to myself, you know how it goes when you're having a terrible day. But I went over and finally got to the place where I got the ice cream and wouldn't you know it, they didn't have the flavor that I liked. I I know, I know. And finally got there and I said, okay, I'll take, you know, choc chip or something else. So I I got that and was sitting there and as I was about to cross the street... A skateboarder went right across me, and you know what, I, when I looked down, my ice cream fell to the ground, and I thought, all right, that's it, I'm giving up, and I went home, and what a terrible day, and you know, I, I'm sure all of us here, you, you're probably laughing at that because you're, you're probably thinking, well, I have, I've had worse, and you probably have. You've probably gone through, and there's been those kind of days, and what do you do? You know, I think those kind of days sometimes can really get us down, obviously, but it can affect the way we deal with others and the way, the way we react and respond. And yet, if I could just recount, maybe in all of human history, someone who faced a very terrible day, but actually made the choice for us, it's the Lord Jesus. right? You think about what he, he had to endure on the cross. You think about that and, and what the Bible says, he willingly offered his life and he willingly offered himself. And so we read about that in Luke chapter 23. And I want to draw up some lessons here on just this. What do you do when you're having a bad day? And I think, again, the Lord Jesus, he chose this for us. But I think there's some principles there that we can learn about. How do we deal with a terrible day? How do we deal with it when we're having a bad day? Because the chances are no one, none of us here plan to do it, plan to have one, but we will from time to time. And so look at Luke chapter 23, and look at, look at verse, verse 33. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, and one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And uh, later on, he, he deals with those two. He was the one in the middle, and those two, two criminals on he, either side. And remember, the one believes in him. And he says to him in verse 43, Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Now flick over, look at, look at John chapter 19, and, and it's often good to compare accounts of the gospel just to give us a better picture of what, uh, what completely happened on that day. And let's begin reading here in verse 23. Then the soldiers, when they had Crucified Jesus took his garments and made four parts to every soldier a part, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from top the top throughout. They said, therefore, among themselves, uh, let us not rend it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, that the scriptures might be fulfilled, which saith, they parted my raiment among them, and for my vesture they did cast lot these things, therefore the soldiers did. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. And When Jesus therefore saw his mother, and the disciple standing by whom, by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. And notice verse 27, Then saith he to the disciple, so this is, he was really speaking to John here, Behold thy mother, and from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. And so we see that uh, in the midst of all of this, he was dealing with others. He was dealing with those two, two thieves on the cross, one on either side of him. He was dealing with those those that had come to watch this, this, this very horrible day, for him. There were others surrounding that, and we see that he looks and he sees John, the only one that really had any who had any courage to go to the actual. Uh, the actual event, and he points to to his mother, and he says, "Woman, behold thy son," and then he says to him, "Behold thy mother." Now go to Matthew chapter twenty-seven. Look at Matthew twenty-seven, and uh, look at look at verse forty. So they reviled him. They they. Wag their heads, the Bible says, and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders. and saved, He saved others himself he cannot save. If he be king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now if he will save him. For he said, I am the Son of God. The thieves also, which were crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And so we see this again that part of of the, the whole event was obviously God was seeing all of that. And we understand scripturally, doctrinally, that, uh, that at this point, um, God turns His back on the Son, that God the Father does. Uh, understanding that Jesus took on all of the sins of humanity, but we understand it was also His mission. It, it was His purpose. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to be the Lamb, worthy of sacrifice for all the sins of mankind. And so we understand, again, the seriousness of this, but I think... Again, it's amazing that, that from a human point of view, such a terrible day, we see the, the testimony of the Lord Jesus shine through. We see how he dealt with it, and I think there's some things that we can learn from that as we think about it tonight. And the first thing I want to say is, you know, often, often in, in, in bad days, there are contributors to it. And at times, we've got to firstly just excuse those Who've contributed to the bad day? You know what we find is there were those surrounding Jesus who were the ones that crucified him. There were those who were who had had rallied the crowd to shout the things that they shouted: "Crucify him! Crucify him!" There were those around who really came to mock him and came, in a, even in a sense, to entertain themselves of the the situation that the Lord Jesus found himself in and what we find is Jesus's response we read it in Luke chapter 23 he says father forgive them for they know not what they do and we understand that that Jesus is not just man he's very he's 100% man 100% god he we understand he's perfect but he's our prime he's our prime example isn't he and we think about the fact that he looks at all of them and he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know what we tend to do when, when someone contributes to a bad day? If you're having a bad day at work and someone cuts you off on the road, what do you want to do? You want to say something, right? Like they can hear you. <laughs> but but we, we don't excuse those who sometimes contribute to the bad day we're having. Sometimes we we'll, would rather it really just, just almost involve them in if, if I'm having a bad day and they're contributing to that they they better have be having a bad day too. And yet the Lord Jesus himself, in, in the most terrible day for any, any person to go through, he bore the sins of all mankind. He looks at them and he goes, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And, and sometimes what we need to do in our ha- when we're having a bad day is excuse those who've contributed to it. And don't perpetuate the hurt. So we see that, firstly. Secondly, we see again in verse 43, Luke 23, remember his response to uh, to one of the thieves. He says, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Remember, he says, stop. He says to the other thief, that one thief says to the other one, stop. He's a righteous man. And, and Jesus' response to him is, is that you'll be with me. And you know, what Jesus does, and, and we see that even in the next thing, he, he looks at his mother, he looks at the need there. Well, what he did is even though he was going through a, a, a tough time, he, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't neglect and he didn't ignore that perhaps others around him were having a bad day too. That perhaps others who had to go through their own or were going through their own suffering and we understand that those, those, that suffering was just, they had committed something that was not excusable. We understand that, but, but nevertheless, they were suffering too. They were going through their own thing. And you know what happens, and, and this is my experience, when I'm having a bad day, I get very self-centered. It becomes all about me. It becomes about, well, uh, uh, Azariah better have my favorite meal. When I get home, and I, I start to think about how I'm to be ministered to. But you know what we find in Jesus? He, he extended himself to the encouragement of others. Even though he was going through this terrible thing of bearing the cross of all humanity, and he suffered what he suffered, he still had the mindset of others. He still understood that there's, there's two here and, and those surrounding who had needs. And he's still extending himself to address those. And, you know, the last thing we, do, we want to do sometimes when we get home and we've had a bad day is to deal with someone else's problems. And yet, how do you know? Sometimes we walk through in a, in a bit of a state and we just want to walk straight into our room. Please don't talk to me. And out there, maybe, you know, your wife has gone through a really rough day with the kids that sometimes happens or your kids went through and they had an issue and we've just not even considered how their day went and yet what we find in the Lord Jesus is that he extended himself to encourage others and really what he did also because really when he looked at all of that he, he was responsible for some things and particularly in the account that we read there in John 19 he looked at his mother who probably at this point had, had other sons and daughters who were unbelievers, who didn't believe in Jesus. I think the scripture is clear about that. We understand also that, that probably at this point, her, her husband Joseph was no longer there. And so really, when you think about the responsibility that Jesus had as the eldest, his mother was, was foremost in that. And so what we find in, in this situation is even though Jesus was having a terrible he, here's a, the next thing that he did. He expended himself to fulfill his responsibility. And again, so many times I know for me that when I'm ha- just having a terrible time, the last thing I want to do is take on any more responsibilities that are immediate. What do you mean wash the dishes? What do you mean it needs mowing? And, and so forth and so forth. And I understand sometimes, again, and I'm not perfect. There's been times where I just, I really don't, there's responsibilities that I just would rather do tomorrow. But you know what Jesus did? He understood his responsibility, and, and he, ex, he expended himself to fulfill that. He looks, at, he looks at John and he looks at his mother and he says, he looks at John and he says, behold thy mother. He says, care for her. I'm, I, I can't be here, I'm gonna, but I'm going to put something in place. I'm going to do something about my responsibility. And and again, so many times I know for me that when I'm, I'm not having a good time, I want to excuse my responsibilities away. And, and you know, th- that sometimes it, it, it then, it compounds the, the bad day because what we find is when we don't fulfill responsibilities today, they'll always be waiting for us tomorrow. And, and suddenly things pile up. Suddenly those things that, should have been taken care of, just just won't, and suddenly those things begin to overwhelm. And so we need to expand sometimes we just need to expend ourselves to fulfill our responsibilities like Jesus. But then what we find is is he's dealing with 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 the Lord. We find also that what's helpful is what he did in Matthew chapter twenty seven. He calls out to God. Verse 46, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And, and, and such heart-wrenching words, if you think about it. And here's what I'm saying. When we're having a bad day, sometimes the best thing we can do is to express our concerns to the Lord. You know, what we do is sometimes we expend a lot of energy complaining about our bad day. And, and yet the, the Lord... Who is above all? He sees all. He knows what kind of day we're having. He knows what kind of disappointments and discouragements and distresses and despondencies that we have to go through at times. and And don't we know it? The the Lord Himself He experienced these things, and yet without sin. And He went through that, and He's He He is able to, to to comfort us, because He Himself went through the pains of. Humanity. And what Jesus did on the cross was he expressed his concerns to the Lord. He, he understood that he was, a, he was being viewed in this situation by God the Father and he could call out. And we understand, again, the, the reality that, that he is God himself. But we also understand that as, as believers, we have access to the Father, and especially in our greatest times of need. Sometimes we pray in the Spirit with groanings that can't be uttered. We don't even know the words. It's been that terrible. You've had that such such shocking news. You've you've gone through and there's been such disappointment that day and you just don't even know how to pray. Hey, can I tell you that's the perfect time to pray? Express your concern. Give it to the Lord. Come to Him in your brokenness. And that's what Jesus did on his bad day. You know, he also did in in John 19, he looked around. And you know what he did? He was willing to ask for help. And sometimes here's what we need to do in our bad day, is explain to those around us what our need is. You know, the, the, the blessing is oftentimes God actually puts people around us to strengthen us and to help us here be heard in our concerns. But here's what we want to do. Often in our suffering, in our times where it's terrible, we want to go through it and we want to bottle it up. And when no one talked to us, and it's because we're sometimes not willing to be vulnerable in our time of need. And you know, you know what the Lord Jesus did? He, he says simply in John 19, 28, I thirst He's thirsty. He, he, he expresses the, the fact that he had a need. And, and he explains to those around you your need. And, and sometimes it's just about talking that through. So you know what kind of day I've had? And I'm not complaining. I just need to tell someone. And here's how I think you can help me. All right? And, and I think we all have enough of a blessing in our lives that God's brought others that we can tell that to and we'll be safe to say it, and then they'd be more than willing to lend a hand to just comfort us. I think that's the the blessing of family. That's the blessing of a church family. That's a blessing of, of those of us that can claim to be one of His, is that we can go to Him in our time of need and explain. And the, the, the brilliant thing about the Lord is that he's willing to be reasoned with. And, and we need to just, just think about that. And as, as we go about our terrible day, the, the next thing is in, in John 19, 30, at the end of it, he says, it is finished. And here's, here's the second last thing. We need to encourage ourselves in God's purpose. Because I think Jesus knew and obviously he understood that this was his mission But sometimes we get caught up in the moment and in the hurt and in disappointment and forget that God is above all of that and actually he has a great purpose in all of that. And and, and his purpose can be found often in our times when we are broken, in our times when we are despondent, in our times where we are desperate. And so we come to him for for answers when, when otherwise we wouldn't have. And so we find ourselves as he, as we look at Jesus, that he's just encouraging himself in his in, in in God's purpose for him, and he simply states it is finished, meaning that he recognized that this was part of his, part of his mission, part of his working, part of of those things that that he was there here for in Earth on Earth for, and so he encourages himself in God's purpose and. Sometimes, again, our our self-talk in times of negativity is is the only way out. And we're going to talk to ourselves sometimes to remind ourselves about the fact that God has a purpose in everything. That God, in in all of His wisdom and God in His power, God in His sovereignty, actually sees what we're going through and in in some way is is directing us. Don't don't we believe in Romans 8.28 We know that all things work together for good, right? To to them who are called according to His purpose. And so we understand then, I hope, that, that even in the negatives of life, even in the bad days, God still has a purpose. But then lastly, in Luke 23, 46, He simply says, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And here's the last thing, He emboldened Himself in His commitment to God. Because here's the, t- the temptation when we go through some terrible things, is to then lose commitment and give up on God. We can go into the blame game, into the syndrome of trying to find some blame, and, and when we can't find it in, in human ways, we start to look at it as if God was always at fault. And yet what, what Jesus did, he did the opposite. He emboldened his commitment to, to God. He says, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. He said, I, I, I actually, at the end of it, he just gives himself to the Lord. And, you know, the, one of the best things we could do is just throw ourselves at the mercy of God and come to a place of surrender. Come to a place of knowing that, that you know, the, the best hands we can be in is in God's hands. And so I don't know what kind of day you had. I don't know what kind of day you're going to have tomorrow. But if you've you've had a terrible day, if you've had a bad day, then then maybe think on these things and look at the example that we have in the Lord. Because even at our worst, he's still the best example. All right, Brother Jewel.